Please sit comfortably. So good evening everyone, everyone on Zoom. Uh, I wanted to follow on talking about what I spoke about last week about stopping and pausing because I felt on reflection there was one aspect of it that I didn't um, perhaps emphasise clearly enough. And uh, when I was thinking of a title for this talk, just looking online, I think I mentioned one last week, one was called The Sacred Pause. I thought, well, that's gilding the lily a bit too much. It's just a pause. And another one was called The Power of the Pause. I thought, oh, that's pretty good. And then when I reflected on it, I thought, no, it's not really conveying what I want to convey. Um, And instead, what I'd like the title of this to capture what I want to say is the gentle art of pausing. Because power often has a sense of power over or something muscular. I know what they mean, but, but the words can conjure up muscular power over something as though through stopping and pausing you're going to have um, power over your impulses or something like that or power over your bad habits and and that is not the nature of what pausing is as I understand it from a, a meditative point of view so as I said in the beginning of, of meditation this evening the, the nature of a pause is a, is a relaxation and it's a physical relaxation. It's, not, it's mental and physical, but it's like a mental, physical relaxation back into stopping. Mm-hmm. Because so often we think of stopping as when we stop, we tense as we stop. And when I gave that analogy of brakes on a car, um, you know, you, you, can, you can conjure up the idea of suddenly braking, you know, and there's a jerking movement to it and, and you stop and there's a lot of tension to it. And that's not what I'm trying to convey. And you, you, you see a, a similar distinction in, in pausing too in the way um, people um, manage addictions like, like alcoholism, you know, and people are trying to break a, a habit. And in, in Alcoholics Anonymous, they talk about white-knuckling. You know, when people are using tension, you know, and they literally have white knuckles trying to stop themselves from drinking, you know, and it doesn't work. It, it, it's sort of, it's clarified in AA that that, that tense white-knuckling approach is not going to get you anywhere because you build up more and more tension rather than not. And then as you build up the... The, the, the opposition and the fighting with your impulse to drink leads you to drinking again. Right? So it's not very effective. And so it's very, very different when we really understand the gentle art of pausing. So in meditation, you notice that your mind has wandered off somewhere. So instead of judging it, oh, if it's wandered off, I've got you know, meditating, I've got to bring it back, and there's some contracting in the body around that, it's simpler, simply a, a recognition that it's wandered off and then just let the whole body, breath, mind relax back into itself, right? And, and if you do that, then, um, then Zazen, generally speaking, becomes an enjoyable experience. I wouldn't say it always does. You're always kind of happy because you're dealing with 
negative experiences that come up. But um, if you're doing it in that jerking kind of way, like slamming the brakes on, um, you'll just create more tension through your body and you won't relax into it. But if it's just the gentle art of noticing, relaxing back into it, then, then you get a very different kind of experience. And you know, um, to put it in context, um, why people find pausing so difficult when in fact it's not difficult but we make such a, a work out of it is because fundamentally um, we, we're in this doing trance, you know, we've got to, we're goal orientated and we're doing, doing, doing to get to the next thing and, and what we're doing, even though people don't understand it, is that we're, we're avoiding the emptiness between things there's this event and then the emptiness and then the next event. There's, in music, there is the notes and then there's the silence between the notes. People who understand music recognise it's the silence in the notes that really make the music. Mm-hmm. Or in, a, in, in painting, you know, like particularly um, Japanese art, it's the spaciousness in the, in the painting, you know, with the, the figure in it rather than something too complex and complicated, makes that object stand out in the emptiness, you know, something wonderful, you know, has, has vitality in it. So um, when, we're, when, we're, when we're sitting, there's a thought or there's a breath, and there's kind of like there's a gap between the next thing, and we're all uncomfortable in the gap. We're un- all uncomfortable in the emptiness, and when we, when we can start to abide in those gaps, then, then we're, really, we're really cooking, you know. And there's many different metaphors you can use with this, you know, to remember. One is that <clears throat> if you stack wood in a fire too tightly and there's not air between the logs, it won't burn. You need air between, you need space between the logs and air between the logs for the draft to come up and, and the fire to work. Mm-hmm. There's the music analogy. You think of other other analogies too. It's like um, where you need space, like in relationships too. You know, you really can't have true intimacy unless you have autonomy. Right? You can't have togetherness unless you have aloneness, and that's ability to be in autonomy or be in aloneness and to settle in it and to be comfortable in it is what leads to true intimacy. Mm-hmm. But if you always got to be together all the time, always talking, you know, always looking at one another all the time. There's, there's, no, there's no gap for the... It may be love, but it's anxious love, you know, whereas the ability to just drop into the aloneness and, and into, into your own mind-body experience and be comfortable in that, that leads to a, a deeper sense of love. So there's many different ways that you could... Um, uh, metaphorically look at this but it's all about becoming more comfortable with emptiness another one is that they use in um, Tibetan Buddhism is about the bird jumping from one branch to another it's like from one thought to another from one experience to another but the bird flies through empty space right, before it gets to the next branch to land on so pausing it's about being comfortable with flying through the empty space. 
before you land on the next breath or the next emotion or the next thought that arises. And if we really understand this, if we really, if we really develop the gentle art of pausing, it's kind of really at, at the core um, of what a lot of practice is about. And so when we're doing it formally on the cushion, we're practicing pausing when the mind wanders off, goes into a configuration, a reaction, whatever, relax into it, come back to the moment. And, but the most important practice is, is the pausing that we do off the cushion, you know, where um, there's a stimulus coming towards us somehow and, um, and we practice just recognising what it is, um, recognise the inner reaction, settle into it, and then we do something different. So there's a little an acronym, acronym that uh, you know, got off the net to help you remember it. And, and the, the acronym is STOP. Right? It's good to remember, one to remember. So S is for stopping, remembering to pause. T is take a few breaths to notice the stimulus. O is observe your present state, whatever it is, um, whatever you're feeling in the moment or thinking in the moment. And P is proceed with awareness. So, like I was saying last week, it's not just about passively accepting things and doing nothing. It's about stimulus comes your way. Um, you notice it, notice your inner reaction, like Choco says, watching the emotional reactivity, pause with it, and then you allow something else to come forward. Um, I think it's intuitive. Personally, I don't think it, it's thinking is involved in it as well, but it's sort of like it's more intuitive and um, it just sort of comes forward naturally without having to try and try to work it out too much. But it all works towards, as Joker says I mean, the reading, the, to the least harmful response. I wouldn't say no harm because we can't live in the world without doing some harm. Right. Um, but the least harmful response is what comes forward. <laughs>